0: From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our text this morning picks up in the middle of a scene, and so for a bit of context, John the Baptist is currently in prison, and some of his disciples come to Jesus and ask, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? So Jesus instructs them to return to John and tell him of the Messiah's mighty deeds. And then Jesus turns to the crowds and says this concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing. John had certainly suffered much violence. For he was imprisoned and would later be beheaded because of his faithful proclamation to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's no surprise that in our text, our Lord warns us that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The faithful people of God have always suffered violence from the hand of Satan himself. At the very beginning, it was Satan in the form of a serpent that tempted Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then, no sooner as he tempted her, he used Eve as his own instrument to tempt Adam into that same wretchedness of sin. Of this serpent, it was testified that he would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, and that that seed would crush the head of the serpent. And so Satan knew what he had to do. He had to attack that seed with great might and hopefully destroy any promise of that seed to come that would crush his head. With Abraham, who at the age of a hundred, Had not yet received the promised birth of Isaac, we see Satan tempting him, trying to destroy that promised seed. He tempted Abraham with Hagar, tempted him to sleep with her and have Ishmael in order that he would finally have the offspring. But this is not what the Lord had promised. Satan, though he tried as he might to destroy that seed, was not successful. For Isaac was born through Sarah, and through Isaac came the Messiah. Time doesn't permit us to go through all the other examples in the Old Testament, but look no further than Ruth, David, Rahab, or any countless others throughout the Old Testament to see just how much that kingdom of God was hanging on by a single thread and that that promised seed was seemingly all but decimated. Throughout the Old Testament was hanging on by a single thread and it seemed like Satan would be victorious. That is until the king of the kingdom of heaven entered the scene when he took on human flesh in a sin and again, Satan thrashed about, using his own offspring, his brood of vipers, that is the scribes and the Pharisees, to carry out his desire and his plan to end the kingdom of heaven once for all, by putting its king to death. Finally, it seemed as though he had succeeded for the king was dead and the kingdom would be no more. The king had suffered the greatest violence of all. He bore sins not his own upon himself and was hung on the cross. He bore the sins of Adam, the sins of Eve, the sins of Abraham, the sins of everyone for all time. And having suffered such violence, the king died. The serpent thought that at last he had been victorious. But as Christ was beaten and walking to that cross, he was not walking towards his destruction. He was walking towards his own coronation. And as a crown of thorns was placed and jabbed into his head, it was not our king's fall, but rather he was being crowned with the crown of glory. And as he hung naked and beaten on that cross, it was not his destruction. The king was being lifted up for all to see him as the king of kings. And as He laid dead in that tomb. Three days later, he broke forth, having already proclaimed victory over that old evil foe from Genesis 3. And 40 days later, our Lord and King ascended to his rightful throne, the right hand of God, and there he reigns. But the kingdom of heaven Continues to suffer violence at the hand of that serpent. Though the serpent's head was completely crushed, he still thrashed about, as a snake does even after you kill it. Satan was and is in his death throes. He knows his end is near, and so his one goal now is to take as many people with him as possible. What ought to be the response of Christians. Do we have anything to fear with that serpent whose head is crushed? Let the words of Luther's famous hymn have the word for that. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still, scowl fierce as he will, He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. This hymn of the church is her battle cry. For though the evil foe may thrash about, we stand on a stubborn confession of faith that will not yield, will not compromise, and will not turn aside. We see this even in the face of death. We see this with the countless martyrs in the history of the church. With Polycarp, who was threatened with death, he had to stand before the Roman proconsul. and When faced with being burned alive, he has this to say. Eighty-six years I have served him, and he never did me any wrong. How can I blaspheme my king who saved me? when being threatened with being burned alive and told to curse Christ, he says, your fire lasts for an hour. There is an eternal fire that will burn the wicked. Why do you delay? Do what you will. He had a stubborn confession of faith and did not yield. With Perpetua, another martyr we see, when she was faced with death by the hand of Roman beasts, she wrote this in her journal. I understood that I should fight not with beasts, but against the devil. But I knew that mine was a victory. She had a stubborn confession of faith and did not yield, even in the face of death. And today, especially, we remember Martin Luther, who stood before the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire and boldly confessed Here I stand. I can do no other. God, help me. Luther saw Satan's acts within the Roman Catholic Church. The church that had become corrupt. The church that had made forgiveness something to be sold. Whether that was through acts of satisfaction, indulgences, or anything of the like. Luther saw how the pure teachings of Scripture that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, for the sake of Christ alone, have become perverted. And so he stood, steadfast, even in the face of death. Today, we give thanks to God that he has raised up faithful Christians throughout the church's history to stand and boldly confess, even in the face of certain death. Today, we remember three things. First, we remember just how Satan has attacked his church throughout history. Second, we remember that the Lord has sustained his church throughout any numerous attacks by Satan. And third, we are to be reminded of that truth of Scripture, that we are saved by grace through faith, For the sake of Christ, not by any works of our own, but solely and completely on account of what Christ has done for us. Adam and Eve saw this truth when they saw the Lord have to kill an animal and clothe them with that animal's skin. Abraham saw it when he had to cut animals into two, and it was the Lord alone who passed in the midst of those bloody carcasses, thereby establishing a covenant that only the Lord could and would fulfill. Those in Jerusalem on that Good Friday saw this truth when the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the long-awaited Messiah, was hung bloody and naked on that cross. Luther saw it when in the midst of the flaming darts of the devil he looked solely to the cross of Christ and clung so tightly to it you and i see it when in the midst of all the attacks of satan in this world when he would have us yield to the modern day brood of vipers to be concerned and fear him in the midst of wars, rumors of wars, troubles in our family, troubles in our consciences, he would have us yield and fear him. we're not to fear, not to yield even in the least bit. We are to stand and boldly confess, for to confess is nothing more than to say back what has been spoken to us, And our God and Lord has said, It is finished. And so it is indeed finished. We stand in this world, though we are not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. And so we return to his stronghold, this very church, each and every week, where we flee here for refuge to be nourished, rejuvenated by our Lord's very word, very body, and very blood. And though the kingdom suffers much violent, and the violent take it by force, even though Satan may take our goods, fame, child, or wife, we have nothing to fear. Victory has been won, and the kingdom ours remaineth.